0: Okay, here we go. Nathan and Maggie. He's about to get crazy and wild. Stay for a while. Don't touch a radio dial. Nathan and so Kicking it back, small talk. Listen to that and stay tuned for some giggles and last go. <laughs> I actually resent the fact that I'm going to get judged someday. Like, if that's true that somebody's going to judge me. That like, doesn't even make any sense. It's like, dude, you made me. So this is your fuck up. All right. <laughs> Welcome
1: to the Planet Mikey Show. <laughs>
0: or in the immortal laugh of Woody Woodpecker.
1: <laughs>
0: Ouch. Ooh, that, that always hurts my, my goiter. Episode 141 brought to you in part by Mancini Landscape Design. Call 508-872-8228. Rick Mancini and company will fix your yard permanently in a beautiful way. Also brought to you by the world's greatest coffee cake, my grandma's. Go to mygrandma.com, get a gift cake for somebody, and do it today. Or call 800 8 Grandma, no matter how that sounds. (laughs) As we continue our Legends of Radio Tour... Of course, Bill Smith, who is the veteran of nearly 50 years of broadcasting. My name is Bill Smith, and here's where I live. Ben Kitchen, who is a veteran of nearly five years of broadcasting oblivion. Tonight, 15, but okay. (laughs) Okay. I missed the first 10.
2: (laughs) So did everyone else. Tonight we
0: welcome Jerry Goodwin, legendary, the Duke of
2: Madness. Madness, 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 madness. How you doing? I'm fine. Thank you very much for
0: having me. WBCN, WCOZ, and uh, I'm sure a host of other radio stations
2: on your resume. And after BCN, uh, I'm I'm very proud to say I actually worked for Kurt Gowdy. You did? At CGY, yep, up in uh, Lawrence. Oh, oh, good. Well, did You You didn't go on a, out on the American Sportsman boat tour with him on and, the lakes of Wyoming? No, I did not. But I did produce his uh, weekly uh, 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 sports thing in, in in the year, you know.
0: The year yeah, review? Yeah. yeah year oh, review. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, I got a great story about Kurt, man, that, yeah. that, that you love. Kurt Gowdy? Tell us now. Tell us now. Kurt uh, <coughs> loved... Uh, love vodka man <laughs> <laughs> and he would come into the studio with a water glass mm-hmm. and it looked like he had a glass of ice uh, water yes but it was not it was not and he would get on the air and he would do he'd start this reminiscence uh, of today uh, in sports you know this kind of thing and it used to drive me crazy because he loved to do this uh I remember when I was out there with my with Gaddis, and uh, we and we saw that play. And you know, I remember, and he would go off so off the line on a and, vodka trip. And I'd and I'd sit there and say, "And I've got to t- edit this damn thing down." Yeah, yeah. You know, but he would he would love it, and he would just uh, and then tell these amazing stories. And I'd have to bring him back, and they said, well, "Right after this, right after this commercial Come message." Back to the show. Got Kurt? Can we get back to it, man? The script is right here. You I got have a question for Jerry. Right
1: here. Jerry, I have a question. When uh, they say when the Beatles were putting together Sergeant Pepper, they asked Paul or John, you know, did you know you were creating a masterpiece at the time? And they just we were just trying to make a record. John, to make a record. When you were doing, when you were on WBCN as the Duke of Madness, you created this thing. Did you have any idea that it was going to become like classic broadcast radio history?
2: You know, you know, I didn't because I was actually doing it for me. I mean, I just, I, I love the idea that I could get on the air, and I had my dear, dear friend uh, Bill Cates, who was my producer, uh, who was off. Uh, he's in California now, and uh we, I would come in at uh, 10 o'clock at night. You we in the studio with Bill. We would write. Uh, I, I would have written some stuff, you know, during the day. Weird, you know, weird shit, and. Uh, And we'd go in at 10 o'clock and we'd start the production end of it. I didn't go on there until 2. And so, you know, by the time 2 o'clock came around, uh, we had this bunch of stuff that we had been just laughing our asses off over, man. And I could hardly wait to get in on the air. And it was was that kind of, uh, you know. Just fun, though, is freedom. Big time. Broadcast freedom. Like today, it was the other thing, too. You got
1: to create. Your own musical presentation. Oh yeah, yeah. And compare that to what it's like oh. for a music DJ today. Like now, Mikey has a it, recent experience. It's just, honest to God, it's
0: a computer farting out titles at you, and you push the button, and it's cookie cutter and automated. Now, radio sucks now, Jerry.
2: Oh, I know, man. Like uh, you know, it sucks. I'm sorry to say that uh, I spent uh, most of my life in radio, and I don't listen to it. Did you ever meet the Beatles? Yes, I did. I uh, in, in Detroit. I was in Detroit, 1964, when they came by. Our station was the Beatles station, as you know. And every
0: every market had one. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. And we were it. And from the stage of the Olympia, introduced uh, the Beatles. Met them backstage. These guys, they they they, they were glassy eyed. Yeah, well, that's because they were smoking all kinds well, of fucking weed. Well, not that, but they didn't even they had no idea where the hell they were. Right? <laughs> you know, riding the, a little bit of a wave, they were into the limo, into the dressing room, onto the stage, back into the limo, back to the hotel, back to the plane, next city, because we talked about it, and and uh, I remember, you know, John, somebody. Where where are we? Where are we right now? We oh, I don't need, even you know. know where we are anymore. And uh, you know, and, and it was understandable. It was lovely to to meet these guys, but uh, well, he
0: when when John Leonard was on uh, the Tomorrow Show, I watched that interview with Tom Snyder. That's a great and one. Tom, tell me about the drugs. Tell me about the drugs. Tell me all about He goes, oh, he goes. Of course, we were smoking mostly pot, and we did cocaine. He goes, but that was boring. He said. Now there's drugs out there. Well, I don't even know what they are. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine? Yeah. That yeah. was yeah. his perspective. He, yeah. I don't even know what they're like. He's yeah. some kind of pharmacist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how many years in radio? Total. A uh, forty. Forty years in radio. Yeah, wow.
2: Fifty-nine to two hundred nine. Smitty, 100. you
0: got how many? You got seventy. You were born when? I mean, you came in seventy. Uh, thirty. Thirty. Yeah. You got more than thirty years.
1: That's uh, nineteen seventy-one. That's fifty. Yeah. Do you want to try again? Damn it. Okay, I meant fifty.
2: <laughs> That's fifty years. <laughs> you, did, you, didn't, you didn't know there was going to be an exam, did you, pal? <laughs> did, did I say thirty out loud? <laughs> now, uh, we, we
0: have uh, Jerry Goodwin here, and he's, he was on WBC in the glory years. And when I say the yeah. glory no, years. No, I, I'm I, talking about the I, years. I, when I, agree. I It agree? was all the cool people were there, and, it's sh- and it was r- it was really kind of when the emergence of FM, right? Early seventies, right? Well, yeah, I was mid uh, mid seventies. Mid seventies, yeah. right? Well, because. Re- FM didn't even go like anywhere into people's ears until I'd say seventy-one or two, yeah. well, at least broadly.
2: You know, I'm going to say sixty-eight only because that's when I went to FM. Yeah, I was an AM jock for many, many years. But it really. Kind of yeah. snowballed after that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, because who wants well, to listen see, well, to what, AM? What was happening was that after that, though, Mikey, was the fact that then other other FMers started to go that way. You know, when you we, when you were the only one in town, a la B C N. and my station in Detroit was W A B X, uh, just as freeform as uh, as anything. Which is wildly great. <laughs> oh yeah, you and know. uh as a matter of fact, Mark Parento and I worked together there, yep. and then worked together here in Boston at COZ. So and you knew him before that we came in? Oh yeah, yeah. We knew him in Detroit. We, yeah. worked, we worked four stations together. Now Charles Lockwooder is in Hawaii now. He's no, like, he's he's in he's
0: moved to California.
2: Oh, he did. Yeah, he left
0: Hawaii. Yeah,
2: ah, oh, yeah. I was going to ask if
0: I could borrow his pad for a couple no, I th- weekends. I think it'd be <laughs> too
2: expensive. Or really?
0: Something. Yeah, I think so. You know, I used to dream of going to Hawaii. I know that Oprah likes to go there, mm-hmm. uh, but most people go there to hang with the host. Oprah bought his house. You go to right? Yeah, you go to you go to hang with the host. I'm talking Don Ho Oh.
1: and Chin Ho. <laughs> Hold on, remember we Chin Ho as Cam
0: Fong? Remember we had our
1: brush with greatness show? <laughs> yes, I forgot. I left off Don Ho. You met Don Ho? I met Don Ho. Is it true? Did he have Tiny Bubbles? No, but he was rehearsing the band and that's what they were singing. It was really silly. Tiny Bubbles. Oh, God. Nice guy. I don't
0: know how we got to Hawaii on that. When I I go there, there's one place I want to visit. Some people have been there, told me. It's called Kamana Wanalea Beach. Oh, yeah. Look look at Ben looking at me. Jerry's been there. Kamana (laughs) Wanalea. See? That's where you want to go. Uh, Now, so. In, when BCN took off, and it was huge, you know, the morning mattress, you were the the <clears throat> Duke of Madness. Mark at- Bruno in the afternoon with that
2: great voice of his. Yeah. Man, what was your market share
0: back then? Do you know? I mean, because it was, it was
2: obviously huge. Well, you know something. College town. You know, being being the effete FMers that we were. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says that like I'm going to believe it even now that he didn't care. <laughs> I, I really didn't. Only because I was on, uh, you know, overnight. And nobody, I didn't have any ratings at all. Yeah. They, they didn't. They didn't I don't the think overnight ratings. Ra- 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 but, you know, but you're legendary nonetheless because uh, yeah, sure. that's a time people are getting out of yeah. bars. No. Oh, right. Speaking about that, let me. I had a, a couple of stories. A couple of guys told me that 2 o'clock came wherever the fuck they were they ran to the radio a guy told me that he was at a in a bar in cambridge and he begged he begged the bartender, just let him sit there for just five minutes after two, so he could hear the opening of the show. Wow!
0: Yeah, that's a de- that's a dedicated follower. Uh,
2: and uh, I was, you know, blown away by that. That's whole a, thing. But see, that's but the kind of again, the audience you
0: want. You want loyal listeners who won't miss your show. Well, that was the he whole re- idea,
2: and that's the reason. Why I, that's why I did those crazy, uh, you know, openings uh, <laughs> to get some people to be listening to me. <laughs> but it was it was fun though when people would say, "Oh yeah, man, I got yeah. to... Got to get to a radio at two o'clock. I'm right. Either in the car or somewhere like this. Any other? Do you have one. any rock people showing up at the station after the after their gigs? Yes. Yeah. Okay. None of your business. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, Listen, shut
2: up, Bill. I want to tell you something, and uh, this is a confession. I'm not sure if I even should should should, should say this. Yeah, you do should. it, Jerry. I do it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the um, my show was a repository. For all the bands that got off, you got out of the clubs. Yeah. On the way home, let's go by and see the Duke. Duke, try some of this. Try some of this. <laughs> Chop this up and, and put this in your nose uh, and smoke it. Let me tell you something, man. I would have to call people okay, to, to help me out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Aerosmith. He, he Oops, did I say that? <laughs> okay. the, the, laid a line out for me, Mikey, that, that, was, that was, if if I could if I ran it I would get the first, I would get a first down. You know they they want to make sure, they want to
0: make sure you stayed awake till six a.m. That's all. <laughs> Not a problem. Not that's a problem.
2: all. I had to leave that station just so I yep. could get sober. Man. Oh, that's funny. Those I were mean, the days. It, man. it was nuts. Did but you, that was yeah. So two o'clock was uh, was the time for all the guys to sh- to come on by. Jerry on Goodwin
0: by. is one of the radio legends from WBCM in the day. And you know what? For a moment here, if you, you there's a lady from Boston. I, I I think we're gonna like this woman. Her name is Erica. Rhodes, can you call her now, Smitty? Yeah. Uh, Erica Rhodes is a comedian. And you like comics? Oh hell yeah, man! Absolutely. She's teaming up with Doug Stanhope uh, at the Wilbur mm. Thursday and Friday night. This coming Thursday and Friday night,
2: and she's very funny. We're going to so this is a big time. A
0: big time show. At I the told Wilbur. her we were going to call. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, told... I said we're going to just call you randomly uh, on the on the podcast. I went. Hello? Hi, Erica.
3: Oh, hey. Is this Mikey? Mikey
0: Adams from Boston. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How about you?
0: I'm sitting here with radio legend from WBCN, Jerry Goodwin, radio legend Ben Kitchen. We call him Ben. And then we have uh, Bill Smith, who's a radio. We're all radio legends, Erica. In our minds. In our wow.
3: minds. Well, some... what an honor to meet you
0: all. <laughs> it's got to be a big thrill for Back at you. Uh, <laughs> you know, now, just so people know, I've, I've discovered Erica Rhodes on, she's already been discovered by, by many people, <laughs> but I discovered her on Twitter and she's so funny and she's got a million followers. And then I said, well, wait a minute, she's coming to Boston because she's a comic and she's going to be with Doug Stanhope Thursday and Friday night. You're, are you ready to come back home?
3: Yeah, I, I am home already. I'm I'm from here, and I'm visiting my mom. And I'm currently in my childhood home. So,
0: so that's Newton, Ma- Newton, Massachusetts. Yes, she's a Newtonian, oh. everybody. And, uh, and yep, I asked her a question on Twitter. I said, "Well, is it Newton North or South?" And that, that's like the Mason Dixon so line, right? It, it It does matter.
3: <laughs> well, what is the, what are they known for? North is more into the sports, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I've heard a lot of the people from Newton South say a lot of bad things about the people from Newton North. You got anything you want to add to that?
3: (laughs) I would never say bad things about my fellow Newtonians. They're just up the street, you know, know. but they did get, I think North got a really fancy building. It's really big. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Now, you're, uh, I got to say that, you know, we have a lot of comics on this show, and a lot of them are Bostonian comics, but you're out in L.A. now, and uh, so you're a transplant from Newton out to Los Angeles. Is that because of your burgeoning film and screen career?
3: I wish I could call it burgeoning. (laughs) 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 But, yes, perhaps. I, I initially was an actress. I started on... Uh, Radio. I started on a Prairie Home Companion when I was a kid.
1: Wow! Yeah. And so,
3: yeah. So I started with acting, and I thought I was going to be an actress. And once I started doing stand-up, I got you know bit parts here and there. But I've I've never really done a huge thing. You know, with
0: acting. I I love how you introduced us all as radio stars. Yet she's the biggest radio star of all of us by a mile. That's obviously Prairie Prairie Home Companion. We're all just. Dopes from That Boston. was my segue there, Ben. I mean, this is a, this is a radio technique we like to call segueing hey, into the guest. But I
1: like her voice.
0: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, can I just say this? Most times women are really funny stand-up comics. They're not really very good looking, but you're like such an exception to that. It's crazy. What's up with that?
3: Oh well, I I just have low self esteem, so that that mm. helps counteract that.
1: We apologize for the host of the show hitting on the guests. No, not hitting <laughs> on. Yes.
0: Now, I'm just being honest with you because I've noticed that over time, a lot of the funny. I mean, I mean even going back to like Lily Tomlin or uh, Roseanne, they're never you know. But this woman is is very photogenic and lovely. So I'm. I
3: and, think so they're they're beautiful women which too. Ones? I mean, see that mikey Jesus. i think we're all just unique looking you know i don't yeah. i i'm definitely not like a classically you know good looking person i look kind of quirky i have you know i have quirky features i think <laughs> and this voice this voice also balances it out
0: no but see what that does is it humanizes you because you're 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 a normal person but you're funny
3: Oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> it seems that way to me. By the way, the men. Yeah, com- I mean,
3: I'm not. I'm not sure how you would define normal, but
0: <laughs> well, it, it's a it's a marijuana thing. No, you know what? The uh, the men comics aren't good looking either. No, normal. Well, I got it. I, don't know. I got These it. These are
3: huge generalizations. I mean, I think all kinds of people are funny. You know, I mean, Aunt, Aunt, um, what's his name is pretty good looking, and um, Andrew. Uh, Anthony Jezelnik. He's a pretty good-looking guy. Then, he's a handsome fella. Yeah, and then I, I think, I think Doug Clay. Stanhope's a good-looking guy. And then, you know, I mean, I think I think there's a lot of good-looking comics.
1: There's Doug in the room?
3: <laughs> yeah, Doug's standing right over me. He wrote Please say I'm good-looking. He's like, I'm... <laughs>
0: He's a lunatic, He's like, by you the way. know
3: why you got booked, because you keep complimenting me all the time.
0: <laughs> you know, he's a lunatic, that guy, though. He is. He says a lot of stuff. That, do you ever have to uh, control the things you say, depending on the room, as far as, you know, how blue you can be?
3: Well, I'm not blue. I tend not to be blue because that's just not how I talk in real life. And that's not really what interests me. Um, I think I'm more interested in going for dark stuff. So I like I like finding funny and sort of dark, depressing topics. But not dark blue,
0: (laughs) not dark blue,
3: not dark blue. No, more like dark, you know, yellow. (laughs) So
0: (laughs) is that why it works with you and Doug? Because he's pretty much the opposite of that.
3: I mean, well, he, he's very out. dark, and this but... is my first time. This is my first time featuring for him. I actually did a show in San Francisco and he was buying tickets to my show. And I thought I actually really thought I was seeing things because he's one of my comedy heroes. Ah. I just really admire him. Yeah. And so I and I was so it was a Sunday. And so it wasn't a huge crowd turnout. And I just see Doug buying tickets and I. I. I had to ask them I was like is that Doug Stanhope and they were like yeah and I was like is he buying tickets and they were like yeah and I was like why yeah.
0: <laughs> he could have comped him you could have walked right over and comped him
3: on that moment right no yeah we talked I mean we talk- I was like what are you doing here and no. then and then he introduced he brought me up on stage I was like do you want to do a set and he's like not really but I'll bring you up and then he was really funny with that I mean he was just hel- he's just a really funny oh, person yeah and yeah.
0: he smokes and- on stage
3: he didn't smoke on no, not at Cobb's. No, um, but yeah.
0: Uh, now you, uh, it's it's a it's a weird thing you have called uh, ask mom advice. Uh, what and uh, what? How does she, and is she is she right there with you in your childhood home?
3: Yeah, so she well she's downstairs and I'm upstairs, but we just did ask. Um, it was her idea. During the pandemic, well, it was my idea to do a show, but then she pitched me her idea, which was ask mom advice in ten words or fewer. Yeah, and so it was so she gives advice in ten words or fewer, and they're always these very specific things. So today it was all about getting stains out quickly from garments.
0: <laughs> well, and who would know better than your very
3: mom? Very essential advice. That's you know?
0: good, <laughs> Now, during the pandemic, I know we had we had Tony V on, and he was saying that. Uh... I said, how weird is it to do a show at a drive-in? And I know you did the parking lot at the, what, the Rose Bowl?
3: Yeah, I did. My, I, did I was supposed to do a special as part of Tribeca, and then that got canceled. Then they rescheduled it and did it as a drive-in.
0: And he, so, Tony said he, it was great to get a beeping ovation.
3: Yeah, I got a couple of those. It was sort of surprising because they mic some of the audience, but they didn't mic everybody. So sometimes I would hear a silence thinking, oh, that didn't work. And then suddenly from the back of the crowd, a honking would start. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess the joke worked. <laughs>
0: That's got to be just a weird feeling for someone who does, you know, makes a living on stage. Well, I, I heard Burr talking about it recently, and he, I think it was Burr talking about it. and He was like, "The first ten minutes are really weird and confusing, but after that, you kind of settle in and starts to feel somewhat normal." Rhythm. Yeah, is that true for you?
3: Yeah. Well, you start to realize that as a comic. I mean, we obviously we prefer laughs. But in some ways you just need feedback and I think at that time when we were doing those shows we were so desperate for any sort of live reaction because we were all on Zoom doing these virtual shows and it's not the same feeling. And so we were just excited to have any reaction. It was like, oh, they're here. It's happening right now. And that was what was exciting, just that was happening in the moment.
0: <laughs> you know, Erica does this funny thing about depression, and it's very timely with the COVID uh, situation going on. Uh, your, <laughs> your your shtick about depression is fabulous. Uh, have you conquered any oh. and all depression that you might have uh, uh, come across during the, the COVID situation?
3: Have I conquered it? Yes.
0: Is it over for you the depression part? Oh
3: of my de- depression no that's something I battle all the time but I've but I've decided to do it in a lot of different ways like I I find you know obviously exercise helps me a lot and then I've started meditating which I talk about in my acts now cuz I say now that um Meditation is 20% meditating and 80% just telling everybody constantly that you've been meditating.
0: (laughs) Which (laughs) is true.
3: Just have to let everybody know, just so you know, I've been meditating. So like (laughs) if I see him like on a higher plane, it's because of the meditation. So, But I do find it helpful I mean, I was very resistant to meditation And kind of mocked people who did it But I'm finding that it's actually Really working for me
0: Well, Erica Rhodes, we, I At least, and I think all these other gentlemen In the studio with me think that you're uh, Adorable and that you're going to have a very successful uh, Continuing run in your career And uh, you and Doug Stanhope are going to be At the Wilbur Theatre Thursday And Friday, the 2nd and 3rd And how can people get tickets to see you live?
3: Um, well, they can go to my site, com, or I also just announce where I'm going to be every week on my Twitter, so they can just follow me at Erica Rhodes.
0: Yes, you should all follow so, her on Twitter, because yeah. she's a very, very great follower, at Erica Rhodes, is R-H-O-D-E-S. Your, is your special still up on Amazon Prime?
3: Yes, yeah, it's on all platforms, so you can find it pretty much anywhere. You just Google La Vie Rhodes. It's, like, based on the song La Vie Rhodes, so... Yeah, yeah, don't get French with
0: the uh, Marion Cotillard movie. No, that's French, it's right? French, Isn't yeah. it uh, La Vie Ro- well, Rose? A French,
3: it's a, it's based on the French song <laughs> that was Edith Piaf and she sang, you know, La Vie Rose. It's oh, on, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. Okay. you'd recognize yeah. the song if you googled it. Hey,
0: I got a French ethnic joke. Can I throw it in there? Oh god. You know <laughs> you know why the French uh the French lined the streets of Paris with trees? Come on, man. So the German, so the Germans could march in the shade. Oh that, that was thought. terrible. Oh. That was awesome. Hey, it's a World War Two <laughs> <laughs> joke, Ben. That's, that's it should have been. Erica, best of luck. Thanks for coming on, sweet.
3: Thanks, Mikey. Thanks for having me, guys. Take care. Good right, luck, Rich.
0: She's just so nice. I like her so much. Uh, Erica Rhodes at the uh, Wilbur. The, that reminds me, Mister Ed, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Wilbur. Yep, yep. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Wilbur. Oh yeah. I know that whole theme song. Do you know that one, Ben? Uh, I think I only know that it's a horse, a horse, of yeah, course, Steve. of course, something like that. Piker. Yeah, it was probably off the air like you know, fifteen years before I was born. Oh, longer than that! <laughs> <laughs> you were born in the '80s. It was well off in the '60s. right? right, twenty <laughs> plus <laughs> years. So, so you know good. that uh, theme song now? <clears throat> yes, yeah. I do the. I do the. I can do it backwards. You want? to see, see me do the horse? It, no. Backwards? no, 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 no. Watch this. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, horses, uh, horse. Uh. I just turned my chair around. I
1: know. That was pretty good. Yeah, video. It's
0: a It's a, It's a. Vi- it's a. Uh, visual Feeling gag. better about this show? No, I it's want very... to go home, bud. You
1: know,
2: I, I Jerry over wants to go home. I, I need out of here as soon as possible. Jerry, <laughs>
1: Jerry <How> about, <laughs> we have cold beer in the fridge. I'll get you, you one. You know what, Jerry? I think we should do this with him.
2: You he were a disc jockey on AM
0: radio in the 60s, 70s? Yeah,
2: oh, way, way before Let's
0: that. Let's yeah. see how he does with it. Can you call up the... Uh, don't oh wait don't, you might do what I'm doing on this computer so you can't see the answer sure call up the top uh, one hundred songs of uh, nineteen
2: sixty six let me just say this about that <laughs>
1: <laughs> go Jerry
2: sounds I, like Dick Nixon doesn't he I, I, I was into broadcasting I was not into the music oh, oh yeah. so you don't know the answer to who did uh, I may. You well, know what okay. I'm saying? <clears throat> it, it, there there are those well, it, that no were those guys. There's no prize. No, no, no. I understand. I'm just, I'm just merely Wait, saying.
1: Are you putting our guest on the spot? Yes,
0: I am. But you know what? He's up to it. He's a, he's a radio veteran. Oh, yeah, but,
2: come on. He's,
0: and everything he's ever done in his life was live. <laughs> that's right, live. <laughs>
2: that's, no, but really, uh, th- that's true. Uh, I was, I was always looking to do the next bit. Yes You know, and the, and the song would go by The song would go by you But know? I
0: bet you just by being there you would yeah, absorb I'm sure,
2: it Yeah, i yeah, you're right Ask him All his, right, you want ten songs, best of ten uh, uh, The ooh. Billboard
0: year-end Hot 100 singles of Here's, 1966 He'll tell you the song, you See, tell 1966.
2: me the artist mm. I was, I was, oh uh, yeah, go ahead All
0: right, number ten I'll back you I'm the song title? Title, you give him the title Number ten, The Ballad of the Green Berets Oh yeah,
2: sure Fighting race. soldiers From the who did it? Uh, Sergeant uh, yes. Preston. Sergeant Barry
0: <laughs> of the Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy, Sergeant Barry Sadler. Yep, that's yep. right. Yeah, he did on It's Sullivan too. So like remember that. No, number nine. The green kicks,
2: kicks, kicks. uh, Dave Clark, uh, call me there on the radio. Yes, Yes, sir. One for two. Number eight, "Strangers in the Night," Sinatra. Even I know that. Number seven, "Cherish," Association. Yep. Number six, "These Boots Are Made for
0: Walking," Nancy Sinatra. Oh, two Sinatras in the same rundown. Five. It's a big year. Reach out, I'll be there. Oh, uh, four tops. Yes, oh. number four. I knew he could do this. Last train to Clarksville.
2: Uh, monkeys. Bingo. Yep. Oh. Hey, hey. He number is. three. What becomes of the brokenhearted? What becomes of the broken... uh, uh, Motown? Uh, yep. Temps. Uh, uh, Top sing- single guy from the Temps. Jimmy.
0: Ruffin. Ruffin, there you go. Ruffin, Ruffin, Ruffin tough was his nickname. Number two, 96 <laughs> Tears. Oh, uh, uh, question mark. And the Mysterians. And
2: number one. <laughs> this is good. California dreaming. Now, come on. Uh, is, is, it, uh, is that... Uh, um, uh, I, Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, wait, we've got him on the ropes. Yeah. All the road. leaves are brown. <coughs> yeah, oh, I know the, the song. leaves <laughs> are brown. And the sky is gray. Is that the uh, is fifth gray. dimension? No. No, no. no that's, <laughs> it's uh, it's the fat. And the skinny, yeah. the fatty, the skinny, the, the creepy, yes. Mama Cass, and, and then the, and jo- the old joke
0: was: if if Karen Carpenter had only given Mama Cass that sandwich, they'd both be alive. <laughs> 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 which, is, which is such a rotten thing oh, to say. Is. And, and you and what, said it.
2: And, and what's her name? <laughs>
0: Mama Cast, the Mama's yeah, no, and the Papa's, yeah, uh, Mama's and
2: Papa's. Yeah, of and, course, and by yeah. the way, there was
0: some other bad stories from that group, uh, as in John Phillips having sex with his that's daughter. What I'm saying. Oh yeah, that the was creepy. Big. That's oh, yeah, oh, that's oh, really, yeah. Oh, yeah. really really
2: incestuous. <laughs> because <And>, uh, <laughs> I was in Detroit for twelve years <clears throat> doing radio, and uh, I remember uh, I was emceeing a uh, fair, date, or something like that, and Question Mark and Mysterians was on the bill. Backstage. And, and he, I, I don't know his name, his real name, uh, but anyway, he was on the phone to the record company, he, and he was pitching a bitch. Just the guy Question Mark himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was talking to the <laughs> he operator. He doesn't
0: know his name, and neither does his Question Mark. That's why he calls himself
2: Question Mark. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and he kept saying... Yes, tell him it's question mark, <laughs> and I and I know she was probably. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Who question mark? Just say, just just tell him question mark. Yeah. And he just could not get through. Right, she refused. Right. She, I'm, I'm going to try she, that. She thought she was getting put on. Don't Next time I call I, somebody, yeah. I don't want him to know who I am. I'm going to say this is semicolon. <laughs> For
0: those, so you don't have to <laughs> Google it. Half his name ass. was Rudy Martinez.
2: Yes, yeah, Of course, it oh, was. was he? Really, he was out of Flint, I think, or Saginaw. Or Flint, <laughs> Michigan, up north. Yes, that sir. Pays- City and Saginaw. Bay City, Saginaw. Yeah. I have uh, three uh,
0: very interesting, odd news stories for you, gentlemen. News? Do you do news? Is, this, is this segment sponsored? Sponsored? Do we have a sponsor for the news now? No. Stop the teletype machine. Oh, oh, oh! That. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, we do have a sponsor. For this segment. What is I'm it? I'm glad like? you reminded me. You're welcome. I forgot all about it. Gotta pay the bills. A brand new, wacky, cool, inexpensive camera from Polaroid. <laughs> it's called the Swing. Meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. Meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. It's more than a camera, it's almost alive. It's only $19.95. Whip it out, it says yes. Pull it out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Show it off, hey. Meet the swinger, the Polaroid swinger. If you've got a swinger between your legs, be sure and show everybody on the beach. It's the Polaroid swinger. Whip it out, zip it off, tear it up. It says yes. Swing it up. It says yes. Take the shot. Got it down. He actually did 60 second commercials back then. And see that girl on the beach walking Jesus. with the guy? No one does. I banged her. <gasps> Jesus, Mike. Right, here's our news that presentation. It's <laughs> always short, Jerry. Don't worry. It's a. It's a pr- <laughs> what
2: the hell happened? <laughs> Nothing. Mikey Mike News brought to you by the Polaroid Swinger.
0: Whip it out! An Alabama woman was reunited with her missing dog after three years, thanks to the canine being lured into another woman's car with corn dogs. Dixie Greenwell of Huntsville, Alabama, said she'd been searching for her dog, Charming, ever since he disappeared nearly three years ago. And who would blame him after the owner oh. named him Charming? charming.
2: Right on, right on there. That's just ridiculous. That is just rude. She
0: said, we couldn't find him. I've always had a little bit of faith. I never felt like he was fully gone. There's no sign of Charming until a woman came along. Her name was Faith. And she spotted a stray canine wandering. Uh, no, she doesn't narrate the whole story. Well, it was good. Faith <laughs> took the dog to the vet clinic where he was identified as charming because he had a microchip in his ass. Oh, no, I made that point. Semicolon. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he came back after three years and it's a happy ending, isn't it? That's very good, Mike. And I can't talk about the happy ending that she might have got given the dog <laughs> after she got him back. Oh. Red Rocket, Red Rocket. Oh, boy. A New York boy is attempting to set a Guinness World Record by spending almost a day and a half on a swing in his family's front yard. Brought to you by The Swinger. (laughs) Sean Lewis, age 12, Rochester, got on the swing 7 a.m. Thursday. is aiming to swing for 34 hours and taking a 20-minute break every four hours to stretch, eat, and take a crab. That's what it says right here.
2: Yeah, no, know. I saw it. You, did you see that story? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they, they had story on TV. Did you take a picture with your Polaroid swinger? I was so enraptured by it, man. I said, God damn it, I'm putting up a swing. <laughs> I
0: don't know why he had to get off the swing to take a crap. Uh, exactly. That would have been fun. Just drop it off the back. <laughs> see where it lands. And
2: here's our third news story.
0: A judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,000 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection. Oh. U.S. District Judge Paul Maloney's decision came eight months after David Working won a lawsuit against his parents. He said they had no right to throw at his collection of films, magazines, and other items like dildos and rubber goods. Working had lived at their Grand Haven home for 10 months after getting a divorce and moving to Muncie, Indiana. Uh, $30,000 his parents owe him now. And... uh, his dad said to him, Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all that stuff. Because <laughs> his dad was a little bit on the straight side. In the collection of his movies were <laughs> famous titles like Star Horse, Shaving Ryan's Privates, and Romancing the Bone. Now, did they ever have a news segment like that on WBCN
2: when you were there? I tr- I don't know because uh, you know, they probably they probably did. Yeah. Uh although I doubt it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Duke of Madness yeah. is our guest Jimmy Goodwin and he's
2: Jimmy. Jesus. I mean Jerry, he I did. you know oh, I did it. No. Slap
0: him, Jerry. no, you know who Jimmy no. Goodwin was. You know who Jimmy Goodwin was? No. The center fielder Oh no, it's Tom Goodwin.
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah. Jesus. Jerry Goodwin. Sorry, Jerry. Call me a cab. God Jerry. damn it, I'm out of here. <laughs> no, wait, Jerry. I, you drove here. That's right,
0: I did. Uh, listen, you gave me some... Uh,
1: <laughs> Just Jimmy Goodwin. You gave me some movie titles of independent film you were in, and I, I, I searched out the trailers. Oh, yeah. I found them. And, well, Jerry, you look pretty damn good on
2: the screen, yeah, the big really. screen there. Yeah,
0: you're an
1: actor. You, you oh,
2: did... Shakespearean stuff. I did the uh, Commonwealth uh, Shakespeare Company on the Boston Common every summer. I did two. My two... son did that. No kidding. My son, Scotty Adams. Yeah, he had a part in that about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. That was a great thing, right in the Common. Oh, yeah, man. 15,000 people. Yeah. Out there, man. I did two. I did King Lear and I did uh, Twelfth Night uh, for them. I'm trying to remember what the one that he did there. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, The Pirates
0: of Penzance.
2: Ooh. I don't think so.
0: No, was maybe it was Romeo and Juliet? Could, no. Could have uh, been. Yeah, because he did He did Shakespeare. on I, I mean, you'd think I would remember it's
2: my own son. Well,
0: well good you know, for no, him. We don't yeah, think he it's,
2: it's quite a trip, i got to tell How you. How do you remember
0: the
1: lines to King Lear? That's what you were in?
0: Yeah. 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 Give us one line that's in your best, you know, your best uh, Shakespearean actor voice.
2: Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention. Kingdom for a stage, princes to act. And monarchs to behold a swelling scene. Then would the warlike Harry, like himself, assume the port of Mars, and leashed in like hounds with famine, sword, and fire. Crouch for employment.
0: Good God, he should be doing movies. Just like that. Boom. You should be doing movies. You really should.
2: Well, yes, I have. Well, no, but I mean, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm
1: talking
0: about right now. Right now you should be doing movies. Yeah, right well, now in this minute in this Yeah, podcast. that guy needs his porn collection back, so can you start now?
2: I was thinking, you know, I might be on one of those titles. <laughs> he is the Duke of Madness. He's
0: the Duke of Madness, Jerry Goodman. He's a WBCN legend and uh and we're happy to have you in here on the program. Now, are you are you a big baseball fan? Do you like um Joe Castiglione? Uh,
2: yeah, I like Joe. Yeah. I, you know, we're we very plain, very, yeah. Uh, I like Joe. How about uh, Jerry Truppiano? Uh, they're both Italian. I like Jerry <laughs> Truppiano. I mean, you sort of like this way. Yeah, I like Jerry Truppiano. Sure. <laughs> See, because what we do here on this program, on this
0: podcast, if you will, uh, Jerry, is we bring, we bring them in, both in together, and they do... Reunited. Yeah, they reunite, yep. because they're not obviously a broadcast team anymore. Uh, they do get together once in a while especially on this podcast to do uh, a closing number for us Can
2: I ask a question is uh, is, is Joe still doing the games on the Joe
0: is yeah, yeah. Jerry uh, I don't yeah, know what where Jerry is uh-huh, uh-huh, I, I okay. really don't know as, as, as far as his employment I know we give him good cash to come in here and do this song with yes. with uh that's all he needs yeah it's just a stipend really but that's all it's, it's all you need I mean it's 8333 uh because it's union scale <laughs> and we pay him th- for three shows out of the for each month so well, he does all right i mean considering it's one song that's all you need man you know i mean i'd like to make that kind of money uh but thank you for coming in oh my pleasure and man this is nuts we've we, four me? radio legends in the same room we've had joey reynolds in howie Carr. we had john dennis last week we've we're running up quite a roster yeah, of radio joey, legends cool. glenn orway uh, 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 of course was here uh who else did we have in here uh uh the guy from RKO, the morning uh, j- b- 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 VB? Uh, a VB. V- well, v- no, and the other guy. Uh, uh, the
1: other guy. The other Cooner? Guy. Yeah. Jeff Cooner. Yes. There's a legend right there, yeah. Did
0: you just say Cooner? Yeah. On the radio? That's his name. Well, here we go with Joe and Jerry Castigliocchi. <laughs> episode 141. Ready, Jim? I'm ready. Backstroke lover always hiding beneath the cover till I talk to him. my daddy. Says she, "Great seat." you ain't see, <laughs> you down on a muffin, then you <laughs> changing your ways. I needed. I met a cheerleader. Ah, oh Christ! Can we start again? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ben.
1: Leave Ben alone.
0: Take two. Backstroke lover always hiding beneath the. Till I talked to you, my daddy. She said, "You ain't seen nothing till you're down on my muffin. Then you should be changing your ways." Man, it's your leader, which, of course, the best things in loving with his sister and her cousin. He started with a little kiss like this. Oh boy, trope. Fuck that up, Riley. Seesaw swinging with the boys in the school, with your feet flying up in the air. Singing hey diddle diddle with your kitty in the middle Swing like you didn't care So I took a big chance at the high school dance With a missy who was ready to play It wasn't me, she was fooling Because she knew what she was doing And I knew love was here to stay She told me to walk this way At sharp Walk this way True
1: Walk this
0: way Talk this way Walk this way Can you believe it uh, just give me a kiss on my ass like this Ooh! ha. Ah. Schoolgirl, sweetie with a class kind of sassy little skirts climbing up to her knee there was three young ladies in the school gym locker when i noticed they was looking at me was a high school loser, never made it with a lady until the boys told me something I missed. And my next door neighbor with a daughter had a favor, so I gave her just a little kiss, like this!
1: On her ass!
0: I think we should call it quits, Troop. Seesaw so swinging with the boys in the school and your feet flying up in the air singing hey diddle diddle with your kitty in the middle and swing like you didn't care i got this joke took a big chance at the high school dance missy who was ready to play wasn't me she was fooling because she knew what she was doing but she told me how to walk this way